The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can take them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one can take them out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. The Gospel of the Lord. Some years ago, I heard a man giving another man a piece of advice. And the man to whom he was giving the advice said to him, No one but no one tells me what to do. And I thought, to myself, how sad, because you will never be free, you will never be able to love, and you won't allow yourself to be loved. In many ways, though, that man is the voice of our age and our culture. No one but no one tells me what to do, because we live in an age of rebellion, not just sin. Sin is a matter of behavior. Rebellion is a matter of authority. Sin we always have with us. But rebellion, that's something that's more pronounced now than it used to be, although the original sin was a sin of rebellion against God. We want to be like God. We will not let God tell us what to do. We will determine what to do and what to eat. It's a sin of rebellion. But our world is like that. Our world does not want authority. Our world doesn't want to be told what to do. Although in the end, someone will tell us. Sometimes you hear people say, I heard a teacher once say, I want my students to think for themselves. What does that mean, to think for themselves? I can't think for anybody else. I can only think for myself. What she meant was, I want them to think whatever they want to think, no matter why they think it. It was a rather foolish thing to say, because what she really meant was, I want my students to think the way I think. To think for myself? But how will I learn? Who will instruct me? I won't teach myself. I'll be taught by another. We don't want to follow, though, do we? that I will follow somebody. The problem often comes now today with the church and her authority. I will not let the church tell me what to do. Somebody will. Who then will you listen to? Some other ism? Marxism? Some Eastern mysticism? People are very fond of Eastern thought today. You can run around thinking all kinds of things and doing whatever you want to do, and it's all very much fun. But it's not real. 
We will follow somebody, some person, some philosophy. As I said, some ism we will be formed. But the church should be the ultimate former of who we are. She, after all, is the body of Christ. If you want to listen to Christ, we should listen to her. People will sometimes say to me, well, the church has had a rather spotted past. Why should we listen to her? I mean, think of it. Uh, the, the crusade, the inquisition, the Re- reformation. My response always is, the church has had to live through many different things in many different ways. I'll be happy to discuss those things with you if you like, but she remains the body of Christ. She alone has been given the authority to teach and to teach with authority. We must then go to her as the body of Christ. After all, as St. Paul said, the church is the pillar of the truth, the bulwark of the truth. The church is. People will say, well, I'll go to the scriptures. We can do whatever we want to with the scriptures, can't we? I had a mass at the prison last night. And there were a number of other religious groups having having services there, too. I didn't have mass. I was there for confessions and communion. And I thought to myself, all the rest of you are here because you took some piece of the Bible in the New Testament and built a whole religion around it. But the fullness of the truth resides in the church. She alone can teach with that authority. So if we want to follow the Lord as he tells us to follow him, my sheep hear my voice, we have to listen to her. Our consciences have to be formed by her. We may not like the idea always because it may may at times be painful and difficult, but being a child of God sometimes is in a world affected by original sin, and you and I are part of that. But there's more than that, too. I don't simply want to listen to a distant spiritual voice, do I? I want the Lord to speak to me. If they heard him and saw him and uh, touched him, why can't I? So we say yes. Without the Eucharist, the Good Shepherd is a rather distant person. With the Eucharist, he all of a sudden becomes very real and very present. But it's through the church that he comes to us and through the church that he calls to us. It's really very beautiful that the Lord does that, that he thinks of us that way. He comes to us in the flesh to call us to himself. So if you want to follow the Good Shepherd, you will have to come to him here. As I said, people today have difficulty with that idea of following. Uh, The me generation has told them to follow only themselves. When we follow ourselves, what do we find? Ourselves. We find a confused world. We want to follow what? Follow my emotions. Follow my appetites. Follow anything that moves. But not the church. Not Jesus Christ. And not his body. Again, it's a very sad world that puts itself there to follow anything else. Uh, and, we, and they do. As we look around our world, we have people running all over the place, running after clouds, running after shadows, but not really finding anything that they're looking for and still wondering why they can't find it. Which is why I say the church is that great vision. She is that great freedom. People sometimes say, I don't want to deal with the church church is always telling me what not to do. Well, no, she's telling us what to do, too. The church has to do that because it's only within that that we have freedom. Freedom only comes to us within 
what God has given to us within boundaries. If we try to break down the boundaries, we run off into, as I said, into nothing. So people say, well, the church and her laws. I'm tired of the church's laws. Well, they're, they're there to allow us to be human, to allow us to be free within them, and then we are truly free. Otherwise, we become slaves to ourselves, slaves to our own wills, and we live in a world just full of exactly that. We don't need any more of it. So we have this great, beautiful event of the church that's given to us. We shouldn't run around looking anywhere else. There are places that will entertain us more, make us feel better, but they won't be real, and it won't last. You know, um, I mentioned the church and, and walls. Our Holy Fathers had a lot to say about walls and bridges, but walls are good too, um, as I just said. G.K. Chesterton told a story about a, a group of children on an island. And the island, the island was surrounded by tall walls. And within those walls, the children could sing and play and dance. And then some reformers came along and they said, why do you have these walls? You don't need these walls. Tear them down. So they tore them down. And today, if you go back to that island, you will find all the children huddled together in the middle afraid to sing, afraid to play, afraid to dance, afraid of falling into the sea. 